Welcome to the Happy Lead Her podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, an award-winning marketing leader, recent entrepreneur, dog mom of two crazy doodles, and spontaneous explorer. After leaving behind a toxic corporate career, I'm on a journey through healing from my past, finding myself in my 30s, and going after my purpose. I'm here to share my stories of trying new things, navigating being a business owner, dating again, yes, we're going there, and the everyday surprises of life. You'll also hear from women who have incredible stories to share about business, relationships, life, love, all the things. Whether your story sounds like mine, you're healing through life yourself, or you're a fellow entrepreneur, I'm so excited you're here to do this life together. Here we go. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to chat with you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Oh my gosh. I've, I'm so new to this entrepreneurial space and I love finding women who I can connect with. And you are one of the profiles that I kind of found early on when I started my new Instagram account. And I was so intrigued because your recruiter, you're an executive recruiter, or at least that's kind of your transition until now. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But I, my story is that I left corporate and I wish that I had kind of like a more information about the recruitment process and finding a good job, both on like the you know, leadership side and on the side of finding the right job for you. But I'm excited to chat today because I know that you talk about this all the time. There's so much juicy like tips out there that you provide. And so I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, I want to start with your story because you are in this transitional phase. We just talked about this of having this incredible career as an executive recruiter. You've found some amazing hires in your career. You've done so much. And now you're taking this like entrepreneurship approach, which I love because I did that too. But can you just tell us a little bit about your story, how you started out and all of that? Sure. So I got started in the recruiting industry in 2010. So if you'll remember correctly, I'm going to date myself here, but we were (laughs) all on recession mode. So Mm -hmm. I went into the recruiting firm's office as a candidate. I was looking for a job and they said, why don't you come and work for us? So I said, okay, this will be great. I'll help people get jobs. I'll help companies find the right fit for them. It'll be a perfect job. Mm -hmm. But I started calling on business owners hiring managers, HR professionals, wanting to talk about their hiring and recruiting needs. And they would yell at me, cuss me out, hang up the phone on me. (laughs) The economy was in just complete turmoil. And so no one was talking about hiring and recruiting at that time. So I was seriously considering what am I doing with my life then? But within the first 30 days, I made a temporary placement and the rest is history. So Mm -hmm. Over the past 15 years, I started placing entry-level professionals, and most recently, 15 years later, I was working in the executive C-suite space. So working with Fortune 500 companies, working with their executive teams, private equity, small to medium-sized business, but all in the C-suite space. Okay, that's amazing. Wow. And you have your own podcast, and you've started obviously dabbling in entrepreneurship for a while now. So when did that happen, and kind of what is on the table for you right now as a female entrepreneur who's killed it in their career, but now you're going kind of your own way. What is that like? So my entrepreneurial journey actually started two and a half years ago. I had an idea for a product that I wanted to create, and I set out the process to do that as a side hustle on top of my recruiting job. 
So I created a wine product. It's called Chilled Vino. And I invented it. I have a patent on it. And I worked with the manufacturer on bringing it to life. And so I sell that direct to consumer. And then it's also on Amazon. So my entrepreneurial journey started a couple of years ago, technically. Um, But since leaving corporate recently, I felt like I really wanted to share my time and talents with teaching other female entrepreneurs how to hire top talent, working with talent acquisition, corporate teams, HR professionals on exactly what you need to do to recruit top talent for your company. Okay, that's amazing. I want to talk about chilled vino for a second because that's like one of my favorite to- topics to talk about and you have a product. So can you tell us like how did you start that? Like why did you feel like there was a need for it in the industry and how did you create this product that I'm so intrigued by and have to go buy right now? So in 2018, my husband and I were on vacation and I ordered a glass of rosé by the pool. And this was like an $18 glass of rosé, like delivered to me in a plastic tiny cup, which if you're drinking wine outside, I feel like I had to chug it immediately (laughs) um, before it warmed up. And so I was like, there has to be a better way of experiencing your wine consuming, drinking, whatever outside without it getting cold. And I live in South Carolina. It's hot here. I like to sit on the patio and have a glass of wine, Mm -hmm. you know, by the beach, by the pool, on the dock, whatever, fill in the blank situation outside. And I just wanted to create something that also felt like a wine glass because you can't have glass where by the pool Mm -hmm. or by the beach. And so I wanted to create something that resembled an actual wine glass, but was shatterproof and would keep the wine or cocktail cold and also, um, you know, be durable. And so you can continue using it outside. Wow. Oh my gosh. I wish I would have known about that during like the height of COVID in 2020, because all I did was basically walk around downtown Denver with a glass of wine in my hand. And yeah, it definitely got hot and not enjoyable at all. So that's hilarious. I love it. Oh my gosh. I really actually need that. Um, Okay. Love that. And now in this entrepreneurship journey, now you're starting to work with executives and HR teams, hiring teams to teach them about about how to hire the right talent and finding them. And on the show, we have both people who are business owners and women who are looking for their next career. But I want to start with business owners because I'm a business owner. I know a lot of people out there are entrepreneurs. And so can you kind of talk us through, like, why is it so important to find the right person? Because at the end of the day, we're all humans. Finding that right human who can run your business and scale your business? Why is it so important to really match someone's qualities and experience with a new role? So for the entrepreneurs out there, even if you're making your first hire, your third hire, your eighth hire, whatever it is, fill in the blank, before you get started in the search, you really need to sit down and think about exactly what you're looking for. So let's say you need someone to help with marketing and accounting and also maybe to do some operational stuff. All right, what percentage of each is more important? And then go look for that person first because that'll relieve the biggest pain point. And then also when you're looking for that person, when you're coming up with your job descriptions, don't make it just task-oriented. Make Have your expectations in there of exactly what you want them to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just a, ta- a task list that they need to check the boxes. It's also what is the bigger picture here? 
And so a lot of times when companies get started in searches, they think they need one thing and they really need another thing. So if you can just sit down and deep dive of what you really need, you can avoid spinning your wheels and, and wasting a ton of time. Oh, that's so good. And do you truly feel like there's a person out there for every job? Because sometimes when I've been hiring, I'm like, I feel like we've, we're looking for a unicorn. Like, is it possible to find someone for this exact role? So do you think that you really can find someone for every single role out there? I do think you can. And here's why. If you sit down and do the deep dive exercise I just described, not only are you looking for and think about who you need that has the actual hard skills that is going to work, but you also need to think about someone who's going to have the soft skills to be successful working with you or working with the team, leading the team, whatever you need them for. So you have to have both boxes checked with the candidates. You need to have, they need to be able to be qualified and skilled enough to do the work. And they also need to be a good fit for your organization. Yeah. Okay. What about for the business owner? And I'm kind of describing myself here, who's a little bit nervous about bringing someone on because I haven't even had my company for a year yet. And yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about what I've built and having someone else come in who I probably don't know and having them, you know, just not even to see my numbers and all of that, but represent my business. So what would you say to someone like me who's just really nervous about that? I would say have confidence. You can do this. Um, even though it seems scary at first and it is a huge time and financial investment when you hire, the good news is there's different models of how you can hire. You can hire a W-2 employee to come work for you full time. You can hire you know, someone off Upwork or Fiverr, or you can find someone who, who is even willing to work in a fractional basis. Mm-hmm. So that way it's you can set it up as in a corp to corp situation. So you've got more flexibility there as to how much time they're actually working for you. Okay, that makes sense. Love that. Now let's talk about for the woman who's looking for their next career. I've been there. I've been looking for you know, a career before I started my business and I've been burned a lot in a lot of different roles. And I was in corporate for you know, 13, 14 years before I took the leap to go out on my own. But for the other side of things, for someone who's like, I've been in some really terrible roles and I'm scared to go back to corporate. I mean, what would you say to them? Because it's, it kind of seems like recruiters really have the best interest for the company, but do they also have the best interest for the person who's joining that company? If you could just talk about that a little bit. I'm glad you asked this question because I ended my corporate career at a point where I did not recruit for companies that I did not want to work for myself. Mm. And I'm a huge fan of the employee experience and making sure it's a good one for the candidates. Here's why. Recruiting is like dating, okay? If you're in an interview process and it feels off or not good or clunky, or maybe the person interviewing you did not even look at your resume or prepare for it at all, run. Because if you don't have a good experience during the recruiting process, then you're not going to have a good experience being a full-time employee or part-time employee, whatever the situation is. Right. I would encourage the women looking for their next opportunity to really pay attention to that. Okay. I love that. So important. So recruiters do care about the other side of things too. And what are some things that 
we should look for. If someone's looking for their new full-time job, they're feeling a little hesitant about things. Like what are a few things that, or maybe like red flags or what three things should they go into it saying like, these are my three like big pieces that I'm looking from this company. What would you say to that? I would say definitely ask questions, digging into company culture. I talk to people all the time and that's one of the main reasons why they're looking for their next opportunity. So in the interview process, really asking a lot of questions around deep diving into what is it about their company culture that is attractive or that would be a good fit for you. Um, I see a lot of times company culture matters. I mean, it's not just a buzzword. It's a way, it is the way that employees feel about working for an organization. So I would pay attention to company culture. I would pay attention to how you're treated in the interview process. Are they excited about you? Do they see new skills that maybe your current employer does not see in you? Um, And then I'd also, obviously compensation matters, but it's a bigger picture than just the dollars. It's the benefits package. It's the PTO package. You know, do they offer higher education stipends or daycare stipends? Will they help you out with a a monthly vehicle expense or mileage? So considering the whole package is super important. Yeah. And what about the mindset when you're looking for a job? Because sometimes when I, before I started my business, I think I had, you know, 15, 16 interviews within two months and I was exhausted and I was getting desperate. But what would you say in terms of mindset to you know, stick to what you're actually looking for, to look for those red flags, all the things. How do you get in the right mindset to interview when you're kind of exhausted and a little bit burned out? I'm glad that you brought this up because the mindset piece is so huge. Mm. And job searching is a grind. It's a grind as a candidate. It's a grind as a recruiter. It's a grind for hiring managers. It's a grind for everybody. And so having a good mindset and then taking steps each month and then reevaluating your strategy of how you're approaching the job search is also huge. So a lot of things I'd like to encourage candidates to do is networking is huge. The perfect job is not just going to fall in your lap, just like the perfect spouse is not going to fall in your lap. You have to put yourself out there. You have to keep digging in and Use networking, use people, you know, your current network, use LinkedIn, use the job sites, whatever, take multiple paths as to to ways to find your new next step. Yeah. What about limiting beliefs? Because I feel like also it's almost like limiting beliefs and also a little bit of imposter syndrome. Sometimes when you're applying for these jobs and they make you feel like there's 500 candidates and you're just one little person. So how do you get over those limiting beliefs of, you know, going for the job that you feel like you're really qualified for, that you feel like you could completely own and do really well in, but just overcoming that so you don't get in your head and all that. Just apply, just send the resume, send the connection requests. Don't think twice about it. Once you start thinking about it, you're going to get in your head and go down a rabbit hole. And so if you just take action and don't think about it and sit in that, then you'll have a much better outcome. Yeah. Okay. Smart. I feel like you have this incredible way of connecting with people. You're very networking centric and you love connecting. We have talked in the DMs a lot and now we get to record together, which I love. Have you always been the type of person who loves to be around people and talk to people and help people? I have. I mean, I think to be a recruiter and to stay working in recruiting, there's no 
black or there's no gray. You either love it or you hate it because it's a very hard job. You are working in the people business. You know, your job is to connect A and B and to be the perfect match. And then the person that you're working with, they have families, they have lives, they have things going on that there's a lot more variables that come into whether or not they take the job that you're working on. And so I've always loved it. I've always loved helping people find the right fit. Mm -hmm. I've worked in positions and had experiences with candidates where I've gotten them $50,000 raises in their next job, like really impactful, like household changing experiences. And it's, it's been a great experience. That's amazing. And you've done so much again in your career. How did you know it was time to move from having this incredible full-time corporate career to going out on your own? One day I just thought about it and was like, I cannot find another XYZ person for another company. I need to share the skills and the talents that I've honed and perfected over the past 15 years. I need to share those with other people so that they can take them and use them to recruit for their companies or their teams. And I've got this wealth of information and it's not been perfect. I've had plenty of bad hires and plenty of nightmare stories too, but (laughs) you just learn and you pivot. And I just want to continue sharing information and helping others. Yeah. I love that. And you also have a podcast, The Feminine Founder. I want to talk about that because we're both new in the podcast space and it is just so fun to be able to have a podcast, to have an outlet. So tell us a little bit about the podcast. So the podcast has been one of the best things I've done for myself in the past several years. Why? Because I've been able to connect with so many amazing women Mm -hmm. and to have the conversations around building businesses, being entrepreneurs, even working in corporate America and you know what their stories look like climbing that ladder has been a true blessing. Oh, that's so good. And what do you feel like is your mission with it? Like, why are you feel like you were called to start this? What's your mission? Originally, I started with I wanted to teach other women how to recruit and hire for their teams. Mm-hmm. And I started down that path. And then I went down an entrepreneur path of interviewing women who maybe had worked in corporate America and then HR or talent acquisition, you know, handover on a silver platter, perfect candidates for them. And they didn't see the back end work, the 60, 80 hours of time it took to find those three to five candidates. Um, And then I've taken the path more recently of just continuing to educate others on recruiting, hiring marketing, running a business, all of the above, just as an additional resource. That's amazing. And now that you're an entrepreneur, how are you finding connection with women? I feel like that's one of the hardest things when you leave corporate and you leave working with people every single day. I was like shocked. I was like, oh, now I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't have any support. I'm kind of doing this all alone. So how are you finding a network and a community of women to support you and be in their lives? Truthfully, I am still figuring this one out. I have been over the past 11 months, very active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've met a lot of women and had virtual coffees and meetings that way. And that's been a super amazing resource to tap into during this entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, that's amazing. And you said that you're going to powerhouse in 2024. Are you excited about that? It's always amazing. Yes. I cannot wait to be at powerhouse women in August. It was my first time. So I'm super pumped. 
Ooh, I've been, and it was so much fun. And just seeing Lindsay Schwartz and her element, like you meet her in real life and she's so nice and funny and, you know, inspirational, but on stage, it's like, whoa, she's got bangs or she's got like a long ponytail this time. So it's always fun to see that. Um, one of my questions too, is like, how do you avoid burnout? Because you're doing so many things in your career now, and you came from corporate where a lot of us experience burnout, but now as an entrepreneur, you have multiple businesses and you have a podcast and you're doing all the things. So how do you personally avoid burnout? I'm still figuring this one out too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I do make time to, for self-care, for working out, for sleeping, you know, eating nutrition, nutritionally. Um, so I try my best in those departments. I've practiced the 80, 20 rules. So 80% good, clean, 20%, you know, cheese, wine, carbs, all the things. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then, you know, prioritizing the resting too is huge. And that's hard when you have so much else going on, yeah. but if you don't prioritize it and take care of yourself. You will burn out. Yeah. Okay. I love that so much. What is one piece of advice that you would give to the woman who's starting their business, who's trying to expand as quickly as possible, but doing it the right way and who wants to build a team, what would you tell them? I would say trust your gut, especially when it comes to hiring for your team. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. I trust my gut and sometimes I listen to it, but I'm like, later, I'll do that later. <laughs> but we always know, we always know. So one question that I always ask on this podcast is because it's called the happy lead her, how would you define happiness in your life and how did you find it? I would say connection is huge. I mean, we talked about this earlier and I will continue to say the more connections I've had with women who are entrepreneurs or, you know, working in corporate or building their dreams, whatever that looks like, fill in the blank. Um, I think the more that we can connect with each other is just a positive. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I feel that so much right now because I've had COVID. I've literally been in my house for over a week and a half now, and I just want to get out there and talk to people and connect and all the things. So, so important. Well, how can people work with you now that you're in this new entrepreneur space and you're helping recruiters, you're helping teams and female founders, how can people work with you moving forward? The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Okay. Find Pennington. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Caroline C. Pennington 55. Um, so those are two ways to find me now. Yay. Well, thank you so much. It was so fun to talk to you and you've given me so much inspo to hire the team that I know I need to help me run my business, but thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Hey girl, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you found it inspiring or funny, or if you just had a good time, I would be honored if you'd leave it a review. This will just help it reach so many other women who are climbing the corporate ladder, starting their own business, dating again, or just looking for a group of people to connect with. Come back next week for another juicy episode, and I'll talk to you so soon.